Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this weekend we are featuring an artist who has worked with all sorts of people all over the periodic table of the music industry and much, much more. Please welcome the one, the only, and the fabulous Juan Punchy Gonzalez. Hello, hello. <laughs> now that was an intro. My God, I love it. The flanger <laughs> pedal and everything, incredible, legendary. That's that 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 was very nice. I do appreciate it, and thank you for having me on. Oh, I, I appreciate you being on. <sighs> Finally, after I think it was 2013 that I did a review for you for Punk Globe magazine. And you are finally on my show. I am so flabbergasted. You have no idea. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to correct you. It, was, it would have been 14 because that would have been when uh, uh, FM Stereo was released. So so ah, it would have been 2014. Okay. That's correct. Thank you for reminding me. On your own show. <laughs> yes. I've, I've, I've done quite a lot of work for people for that magazine. So uh, kudos to Ginger for keeping it going. I, I love her to pieces for that. Um, so... Let's get to the nitty-gritty here. Where are you from originally? Uh, well, I am actually, uh, it's kind of a fun history, uh, even though my name my name is Juan Carlos Gonzalez, Punchy is like a nickname, uh, and I am a third-generation Tampanian, uh, Tampa, Florida. Father's side of the family arrived in the United States from Spain in 1890 and settled in a historic district called Ybor City here in Tampa, and uh, my mom's side of the family, uh, her dad's her dad's side, uh, settled in Georgia in the 1700s before the Revolutionary War, and uh, her mother's side of the family settled in Havana, Cuba from Spain. At the time, uh, Cuba was a Spanish territory. Uh, this uh, predates Batista and all that stuff when the family came over. And and she moved to the United States uh, just after uh, I believe in the, just after World War II. So so even though my name is Juan Carlos Gonzalez, I'm probably the most American person you've ever met. <laughs> what a joy that is! No matter no matter what you are, man. I, <laughs> seriously. No, I'm just saying, like, it's bizarre, because, you know, most folks, Juan Gonzalez, I think I'm, I'm from, you know, from Cuba or from Mexico or whatever, but actually, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very Tampanian, I'm very Tampa, Florida, like, unbelievable, there's, not, there's very few native Floridians, period, let alone three generations deep, so, uh, yeah, and now uh, my son is generation four. Wonderful, glad you're here. And you make quite an impact on the world. Um, Getting into what you do here, you create music. And I want to know what the best part of it is for you. Well, you know, I create it from two different sides. I create music, obviously, for myself and the musical projects that I work on uh, that I'm involved in. And then, of course, I I help to create music for other people uh, through my studio work uh, as a producer slash engineer. So, um, you know, uh, 
you know, part of it obviously is there's it's work. It's like anything else, you know, in this business. You know, you, you have to have work uh, uh, to survive. But if you're going to work, it's nice to be able to do it in a field that also helps you expand your own artistic endeavors. So, so uh, I and it's fun because I get to pull from um, those types of palettes of music or art, you know, musical palettes that I'm listening to, uh, and of course the stuff that I like myself outside of the people that I work with. Uh, uh, you know, in the industry, um, so so it's nice. And 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 with my 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 current employment working at a theater, I get to experience uh, all kinds of uh, different artists outside of just you know working doing stuff in the studio and or working on my own material. And and uh, the two projects that I have that run concurrently right now, one is uh, Cosmic Punch, which just had a record released. Uh, this month, May 4th, we, we put it out uh, as a single release, and then uh, today it actually hit all of the streaming lines, so, you know, the Spotify, the Apple, and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, then I have another project that's called The Synth Lord, and that uh, releases in September. So basically what it is is I try, I'm trying to put out a record of two different types of music, two different genres of music, every six to seven months. So I'm trying to put out two records a year and uh, of, of my own solo material, and I'm not doing it with anybody else. I might have uh, a guest appearance or something like that, but for the most part I'm uh, writing, recording, singing, and playing all the instrumentation on the record. It's kind of like a, a definite solo project. Oh, very cool. Digging into your history, you have worked okay. with two of my favorite bands. You have worked with Morbid Angel, and you've worked uh-huh. with Symphony yep. X. Death Metal Music. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, can you tell me about the experiences that you had with each of those? With Morbid and and and, and, and I'm sorry, I think I might have talked over you. The who's the other one? Uh, Symphony X. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's definitely two sides of the metal coin. Um, well, the Morbid guys—they're they're local boys. They're from Tampa, uh, uh, and they're—I got the job uh, in 1993 with the band as a drum technician. And mm-hmm. and uh, I had done some previous drum work, drum technician work, uh, regionally with with a group called Sabotage, and and mm. they they had a, a one of the guys that worked with them connected me with their management, with Morbid Angels management, and, and Morbid Angels was getting ready to go on their first U.S. tour uh, as a band signed to a major label. At the time, they were signed to Giant Records. They were the first. And I believe only death metal record or death metal band that was ever signed to a major label, and mm-hmm. and so that was the first thing. So I went out as a drum technician. And I and I worked for the band for well over twenty years. My my last my last thing that I did with them was in December of two thousand fourteen, and uh, over the course of those twenty years, I worked. I did every job for that band in a live environment. Drum tech, guitar tech, sold merchandise, lighting, uh, and finally uh, landed in the front of house uh, sound position and tour manager. And I also did a full-length documentary for the band and co-produced two of the records for the band in the studio. All right, cool. So that was quite a bit of work. And Symphony X, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, Yes, I was going to say Symphony X. Talk to me about that band. 
Okay, Symphony X, they are managed by the same manager as Morbid Angel. So, you know, uh, it was one of those things where uh, in the band, the, they're managed by a guy named uh, Gunter Ford. And he's out of uh, World Entertainment. It's called World Entertainment Management. They're out of New Jersey. And and uh, he was like, look, I, 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 I need a guy to come and cover Symphony X for me. And I did a few tours with them, and then the, and, and then schedules didn't quite line up, and then I, then they lined up again, and then they didn't line up, and then they lined up again. So off and on with Symphony X about about four years, five years, and uh, those guys. Um, I mean, of course, let's just really quick talk about musicianship on the Morbid Angel end. Uh, that's a, a totally different level of of musicianship. I mean, they two of the the greatest death metal drummers. Uh, that I know, uh, Pete Sandoval and of course Tim Young, both of them in in Morbid Angel, great great drummers, and and of mm-hmm. course Trey's great guitar player, uh, 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 Thor who played guitar uh, in the 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 most recent tours that I did with with Morbid Angel and from 2008 I believe to 2014 he was in the group, and he's great a guy from Norway Thor Mirren. And uh, previous to that, uh, Eric Rutan, great guitar player. Eric Rutan went on to do Hate Eternal, and he also has a, a recording studio in Tampa area as well, produced a bunch of records. Um, musicianship in that band is legendary. And, of course, David, great great singer, great death metal, legendary David front, de- uh, death metal frontman. Uh, and, of course, Steve Tucker, also I worked with him as well. And, of course, the, the late Jared Anderson, who... Did a brief stint as the sound uh, the singer. I'm sorry for Morbid Angel for a brief period of time. Um, the the musicianship in that band is legendary, and the, they invented a genre, um, arguably, because I'm sure other people would say, well, you know, there's other people. Blah, blah, blah. But really, Morbid to me, anyway, really pushed the genre uh, very much forward. Death metal. Now, of course, there's black metal, and you can go into all the different subgenres of metal metal. But 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 death metal. As it's portrayed, definitely was was uh, pushed forward by by Morbid Angel, at least in my opinion. Now, getting over to Symphony X, this is a whole different type of thing. But everybody in this band is an incredible mm-hmm. musician and an absolute yeah. delight to be around. Um, uh, Russell's voice is such a legendary thing. As an audio engineer, you know you have you have you have these these moments where you know you you you're you're getting to work with with greatness. It's, it's like that concept of like garbage in, garbage out, right? So so mm-hmm. if you have like a terrible singer that you got to constantly bury in the mix because he's awful, or you have a terrible guitar player, or you have a terrible drummer. Um, with with Symphony X, it was like there was nobody in the band that was terrible. There was nobody in the band that was even bad. They were all great. So, so it, it, it's a joy to mix, and of course, the uh, arrangements are so well done. Uh, uh, Michael Romeo is a uh, the guitar player slash uh, grand poobah of that band, uh, and and his arrangements are so well calculated that it's it's super easy to mix that a band like that um, simply because the arrangements allow you to do it. I mean, most people don't even realize how important arrangement is to the sound of a band or the sound of any music period in general. Nothing yes, competes, right. even though even though the music is chaotic and it's and it's it's super proggy and it's, there's so much going on and everything seems to be louder than everything else. There's so much room 
that allows all of it to breathe. And and uh, it, it made it. It made it. again everybody in that band. The the two drummers that I worked with, because uh, Jason Rulla, who's the, the 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 normal drummer for the band, for a brief period of time had some health issues, and and then John Nacaluso, uh, who's also a great drummer, was in the band for a brief period of time, and and uh, uh, I got to work with both of them, and and of course Mike Pinella, Mike, well, Mike Michael Pond, Michael Romeo, and of course Russell Allen. Uh, just a great, incredible group of musicians, and and a complete joy as individuals to be around. If that makes sense. Yes, it does completely. Um, after elaborately explaining all of that, the next question is a great segue here. What do you do with live theater productions? This is interesting to me. Uh, you talking about I, like I, I, like book shows, like regular like like Broadway stuff, that kind of stuff. Is that what you mean? Um, the stuff that you have done, because I, I saw okay. that within yes, within yeah. what you sent. Um, yeah. I, I I grew up in live theater. My uh, my family uh, had a community theater uh, company mm-hmm. that was regional. We we did shows all through the state of Florida. Um, Broadway productions as well as traditional Spanish productions called zarzuelas, and and concerts and stuff like that. So at, from a young age, I mean age three, I was on stage uh, performing uh, in the King and I, the Spanish production, Spanish language production of the King and I. And all through my childhood, I was just involved in live theater. And at the age of twelve, I began stage managing my uh, my family's productions. And we would do this in union rooms. I mean, uh, uh, I'm also a member of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, which is the the uh, stagehands union, uh, proud member, journeyman of that union. And uh, you know, being a 12 year old, and I would I would have, but because I would go to the rehearsals every night, I would have the script memorized by the time we actually got into production. So so I would walk into the theaters, and I would be the stage manager. And I would hmm. call the show, call the cues, and 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 everybody paid attention to me because I knew the show, and it was great. And, wow. it was, and and by the time I actually went to work for the local union here, everybody knew me. So it was one of those things that like and 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 I, and they remember me as a child, and like you know now <laughs> I'm no longer a child. I guess not, but but at the time <laughs> they remember me being this little kid running around the theater. With a headset on, telling you know, spot one go, and you know, like Q twenty four go, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, so I did that, and then I, I, I wound up, um, uh, you know, once once I joined the union, and I did many shows, and I, I did a, a brief stint as an A two for the uh, uh, the Namco production of Chicago, which is the Broadway show Chicago, you know, and all that jazz, you know, and. Uh, and uh, then, of course, I'm I'm still working in the theater to this day. Matter of fact, the job that I have now is is also is uh, through the union contract. So I still do a lot of live theater, although most of the, most of the I, stuff that happens in my theater is concerts. Oh, no matter what, you are just one big walking piece of art. Seriously, <laughs> not just a piece of art, but I, you really are. I mean, you're just the everywhere. Check is in the mail. Yeah, the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next question we got. Um, you have worked with the product of two legends, 
Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley, their little girl, Alexa Ray Joel. What was that experience? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. In 2006, uh, Alexa Ray Joel, at the time, um, her one of her bandmates, or the guy, the guy that was her musical director in her band, uh, he and I were friends from the mid-'90s. Oh. He used to live in Tampa, and he played in a local band called Skunk Works here in Tampa. And and um, he wound up being her musical director, and uh, they asked me. He, he said, look, I know a guy who's a tour manager, because I guess they were unhappy with their tour manager. Uh, and, and he's like, look, I know a guy, and then I get this phone call, and then I wind up being the uh, tour manager for Alexa Ray Joel. And at the time... When I met her, I had no idea who she was. Like, like in other ah. words, like, like I he called me and he said, "Hey, come to my concert. You know, we're playing at the Hard Rock. The, the, we have a Hard Rock casino nearby my house." And and uh, he's like, "Yeah, come, come to the show." And I'm like, "Okay, you know, I, I you know, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'll come. You know." So I show up at eight o'clock, thinking like it's a normal show. Like, you know, you show up. And he didn't tell me what time to come, so I show up at eight o'clock, thinking I was getting there early. And I got there just in time to see, you know, thank you, good night. And I missed the whole show. And so I'm, um, I'm there, and I'm like, and I'm noticing that all these people are lining up to get her autograph. And and I'm and I'm and I'm looking at the poster. I'm like, Alexa Rachel, who, who's that? I don't know who that is. You know, like I, you know, because I'm not one of these people. I don't follow People Magazine. I don't, I don't, I don't follow any of that stuff. You know. Right. And. Uh, so later on, I was like, you know, hey, you guys want to, you know, come hang at my place because I live so close to the Hard Rock. I'm going to have you guys back to your bus, like, you know, long before your bus scrams. So he's like, yeah, sure. So so we're hanging here, and we're having this conversation, and she talks about how – because we, we got on the subject of Christy, of uh, Britney Spears. This is when Britney Spears had gone, you know, nutty and started hitting cars with umbrellas and stuff. And and uh, so we started talking about Britney Spears, and she, and she says, "Yeah, I can see how completely stressful that is because you know when people follow you around and you know you, you, they don't leave you alone and all this." And I'm thinking to myself, like, "Who are you? Like, I have no idea who you are." You know what I mean? Like, and 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 then finally she says, "You know, my mom was a supermodel," and I'm like, "I'm like, well, oh, really? Your mom was a supermodel? Which one? You know, like, you know, that's kind of that's kind of fun." And she kind of gives me this really weird look, like, "What do you mean?" You know, like I'm like she was like she was my mom is my mom is Christy Brinkley, and I'm like and I'm like wait oh like Joe Billy you're Billy Joel's daughter, you know like like it, like it dawned on me at that point who it was you know I didn't know, you know I just got a phone yeah. call from a friend of mine saying hey I'm in town with this band I'm playing in you know what I mean, and yeah. uh, and and she's like she's like wait a minute so. So you didn't know, and I'm like, no, I, I didn't know. You know, I just figured, you know, you know, you just, you know, you guys are in, in town. I'm being nice. You know, <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like, so you're just being nice to me because you're like nice. And I'm like, yeah, you know. And then I get this phone call like a week later from her manager, like saying that she's going to go back on a tour in the U.S. and do I want a tour manager? And so I stayed working for her for three years. Well, she was very active, and and uh, we went everywhere. We we went to the, the Bahamas. We did the Oprah show. We Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I mean, all of this really really cool A lister stuff. You're doing doing 
shows out in, in Long Island. Uh, her folks are coming to the shows. I got to stay at Billy Joel's guest house. I stayed at Christy Brinkley's guest house. It was a, the fun. It was a very fun three years. Uh, and mm. then she just decided she didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, and okay. and and well, she didn't want to do it at that level. So she was she was happy yeah. to to stay in New York and and work in New York exclusively and work in Long Island exclusively. And I think she got a residency for a while at a at a at a, at a venue in in New York, playing like every Saturday, that kind of thing. Hmm. And right. you know, you just don't need a sound guy from Florida for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously she hired locally, and and I, it it was like it was like I, I never got fired from the job. I just it just the job ended. If that makes sense. Yes. But every once in a while we'll exchange pleasantries via email. She's very sweet, and 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 her parents absolutely adore her, and and would do anything for her. That the what I experienced, I didn't experience those kind of like you know you hear those stories about these neglectful Hollywood parents and this kind of stuff. Absolutely not when it came to Christy Brinkley and, and, and Billy Joel. They were they had, they adored her and anything that she wanted, anything that she needed to get done, she, they she was there. They were there for her and, and really wanted to get her career moving and, and I'm sure they still do. I know that she's still active doing modeling and these kinds of things, so you know, and, and all kudos and props to them and, and and uh they were they were always very nice to me. So I have I have nothing ill to say about either one of them. Wonderful. Absolutely amazing. Coming back to you. So with your current record, you have an amazing song called I Love You and Stuff. What's the best <laughs> part of that project? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the whole record, The Club of Nerd Dads, every song mm-hmm. on the record is a nerdy song. It's about nerdy stuff. Um, yes. Cosmic Punch's prior two records had a couple songs here and there that that touched on nerdy science fictiony kind of stuff and the rest of it were like your typical like rock and roll, you know, love songs, you know, look into my eyes, etc., that kind of nonsense. And and I and I and I I wanted to make sure that cuz cuz the my my songwriting partner, a guy named Ryan Mikulski, uh great songwriter, um uh, you know, he just he just, he wanted to back out of the project uh, last year, and so I was like, okay, fine. You know, you 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 want to back out of the project? I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to continue to do it. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to have a band around me. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Uh, I'm just going to continue on as a as a studio project and do as do it solo. So uh, I decided that with this new Cosmic Crunch record, it was going to be 100% science fiction nerdy geek fun okay so yeah. the i i love you and stuff song is a love ballad between two nerds that only see each other at science fiction conventions and oh, okay. and um yeah and and so and that's why the lyrics are very so and since they're awkward they're nerdy they say i love you and stuff you know, because they don't really have they're they're not cool. They're not even remotely they're not cool, quote unquote. They're cool, nerd cool. You know, nerdy nerdy is the cool is the new cool, you know what I mean? But but they're awkward. And uh so I I uh I I got a singer named Lovely Hudson. Her name is Lovely Hudson and she uh-huh. is from London. And and uh you know, in this in this age of the COVID, um you know, I yeah. contacted her via Facebook 
and and you know I, I said look you know I I'd like she she says Facebook live stuff and sings and mm-hmm. like oh your voice is perfect so I contacted wow. her and I said would you like to sing this song and uh, now I I you know and and she said yes and so so I sent her the tracks and I had her do the song and she sent me back the raw track and then I proceeded to mix and edit it and it came out I think it came out very nice it's it's it very to me it's 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 like this we've got tonight babe why don't you stay Kenny Rogers Sheena Easton kind of love ballad but with unbelievably nerdy subject matter and and yeah. uh that's what I wanted it to be you know uh like I said every song on this record is is absolutely geek and fun and no greasy politics and and no depressing nonsense and 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 no angry anything nobody's allowed to be angry listening to this record it's fun even the song Teenage Rage, which is the last song on the record, is the only song that that delves into the idea of, of anger or rage, and it's really all about people listening to heavy metal music and their Toyota Celica in the late 80s. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> um, Cosmic Punch is a fun project. Is it a solo project, yes. or do you have? But do you have a partner with that? Well, originally I did have a writing partner with it, uh, Ryan. And and uh, then for the 2018 record, uh, we had a full band, uh, uh, drummer, bass player, and uh, did a couple videos as a full band, played a few live shows as a full band. And then uh, Ryan wa- wanted to depart to go. He, he has a, a local store in town uh, that sells like um, role-playing game miniatures and books and comics and video games he's he's the real deal he's definitely like a nerdy guy and and he has a store and he wanted to concentrate on on his business and and kind of you know stop trying to play rock star and and uh so i was like i was fine with that because at the end of the day i mean i wound up i wound up playing a lot of the material uh instrument wise i wound up you know i was always the producer on the records i was always the guy editing the music videos doing all the promo setting up the websites doing all that stuff so, you know, his departure, yeah, okay, so so it's missing some songs now, but but uh um I, I can write the songs that, that you know, I, I can do that too. So so I every song on this record is I, I wrote and and uh recorded all the instrumentation, with the exception of Lovely's guest vocal on, on I Love You and stuff, and then I uh was able he, he offered to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Michael Romeo uh, from Symphony X plays the lead guitar on Teenage Rage. Yeah. He plays the lead the lead track, the 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 uh, the lead guitar part. He offered right. to do it, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Tell him no. You know, he's the best. Forget about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he does. He just burned. Uh, it was so funny. Like, I sent him the tracks, and like a few hours later. He sends it back to me. And he goes, he goes, yeah, man. I just, I just kind of like whiz this through. You know, tell me if you like it or not. And it was like, awesome, and 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 it, it's, it's awesome, and it's double tracked. And 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 I, I know you know, but maybe some of your listeners don't know what double tracking is. Double tracking is when you, you know, you record it, and then you make an identical version of it in perfect sync. 
Ooh. Right? Now, now you'll hear that effect a lot with vocals, people singing. You'll hear, like, like if you listen to, like, uh, I mean, lots of vocals are, are doubled in rock and roll. Uh, you'll hear, like, you know, it's, it just has this kind of, like, you know, warbly kind of sound. But it's very common in a lot of rock and roll songs. They double vocals. But lead guitar is usually not doubled. And yes. he doubled this track, and it's super blazing, fast guitar playing, and it's perfectly synced up. It's like so well. He's so good that he can like do this ridiculous speed kind of playing twice, and it sounds identical. It's ridiculous. So, so when I when I when I, I he was like, yeah, I just pick between the two which part you like, and I'm like, dude, they're both perfect, and I just I just pan them both you know, 10 and 2 in the stereo picture so that, like, it it, it, it just has that really wide sound. It, I, it's so awesome. He's such a great player. And I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have him on my, on my record. Oh, very cool, very cool. Well, um, we are down to the last minute and a half of the program, and I want to say I am oh. so freaking pleased that you had called in to share your story. Punchy, I love you to pieces. You are funny, you're witty, you've, you're a breath of fresh air on GPR, and in every life you touch, honestly, seriously, I love what you do, and I hope that you pursue it and you continue it. You don't know this, but you do serve as an inspiration to me since oh, well, 2000. You. you do, you do, and I cannot wait to see what you're going to do next, and I hope that this record just takes off. Really, I'm going to plug it, it. CosmicPunch.com, CosmicPunch.com, and SynthLord.net, S-I-S-Y-N-T-H-L-O-R-D.net, SynthLord.net and CosmicPunch.com. Uh, check out those two uh, websites, and those are my, those are my recurring biannually, uh, biannual uh, musical projects. <laughs> Some stuff. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. And please check this out on Pandora, Spotify, as well as iHeartRadio and Apple Music. And be sure to tune in here on the direct link on blogtalkradio.com front slash Gypsy Poet. I am the Gypsy Poet. And, Punchy, it was a blast to have you. You are amazing. You are funny. You are witty. And you just have so much to, to give to the world still. I, I don't want to see you stop in doing what you're doing. I love what you do. Well, and, thank you um, so again, much, and and I do thank you for your support for throughout these years. I do appreciate it quite a bit. Oh, anytime, anytime. So those of you tuning in, be sure to find it here on the direct link, and you can also look again on Apple Music. You can look on Pandora, Spotify, as well as iHeartRadio. And thank you again. And please check out anything that Juan Panchi Gonzalez does because it is absolutely amazing. And you can also find him on YouTube. Please check out his record on uh, uh, for Cosmic Punch as well as go to SynthLord.net. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And, Punchy, thank you again for calling in. I will talk to you later. And check him out on every platform that you can. Thank you all for tuning in. So this is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying adios for now.